Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 18 of Musical Connections, and I am your host, Zach Snow. And we got another great episode lined up for you this week. This week, I'll be speaking to DJ and producer Alex Byrne. We talk about his upbringing in Tort Bay, to his first gig there, to the many residencies he has held over his 15-year career. And we're also going to be talking about some new projects he's got on the go, and what his plans are for the East Coast Musical Awards coming up in May in Halifax. But in the meantime, let's get to this week's newfound releases. And um, and hot off his uh, album release show at Fred's, we're going to start out with Chris Hicko. What was originally set to be out in November finally got released last week. His album Split Down the Middle came out. Right now, here is the title track for you on newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. And if they really loved you, why do they walk 
is Chris Pickle with the title track from his brand new album that is Split Down the Middle. And we are now going to go to rock band Brain Vacation. And really harkens back to the days of the early 90s where you just come up with the craziest name, you make some great music, and you really have some success. Their debut album, Old Feelings, is set to come out this year. Right now, here's the second single from that album. This is Red Rover on newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. Bad faith conversations across the dinner table. Red Rover, come on over if you are able. Sweetness of the sauce to balance out all the bitter. I don't seem enthused, but there from brain vacation that is red rover and we are going to wrap up with singer songwriter from portugal but living here in st john's nico paolo in about a week's time nico paolo will be releasing her self-titled debut album and she'll be releasing that at fred's records on april the 8th and it is going to be a wonderful show and um just from listening to uh some of these songs it's going to be a wonderful album here is the second single from that upcoming debut album. Here is The Master on newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. This is it. I came a long way. The fire is out, but I can feel the flame What dangles inside of me, the question remains The question remains The question remains How could you never get my 
now Who I am Stretching into another shape I don't quite understand Looking up at the moon They used to hold my fate That old dream again But the question to this week's conversation here on Musical Connections. We are next to connect with DJ and producer Alex Byrne. We talk about growing up in Torbay, wanting to pursue dance music, to his very first gig up there, to the many residencies he has had over the course of his 15-year career, to getting shoutouts from the likes of Afrojack and Tiesto, two of the biggest DJs on the planet, and some upcoming projects he's working on to the East Coast Music Awards in May and his plans for that. Right now, let's get to my conversation with DJ and producer, Alex Byrne. Welcome back to the Musical Connections podcast. I'm your host, Zach Snow, and our ECMA coverage continues. And we're going to be talking to a guy right now that has been up for Electronic Artist of the Year at the East Coast Music Awards a couple of times. And uh, this year is uh, another one to the list. And uh, he has uh, been DJing in the city of St. John's and throughout Newfoundland for the past 15 years. And he has had residencies such as uh, in places like Rob Roy and Confusion. And he's been featured on stations hosted by Tiesto and Afrojack. And he is a two-time Music and L Electronic Artist of the Year Award winner. And right now... He is uh, one of the top DJs from this province. Joining me right now to talk all about that and so much more, the one and the only Alex Byrne. Welcome to the Musical Connections podcast. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for the kind intro. It's great to be here. And uh, listen, man, I, I, you deserve it. I mean, like just with all the stuff that you've done over the past, like say, 
15 years and especially with with the your music that came out over the past like eight or nine years you've really put in a lot of work in it and it shows like and with all the awards that you've won too you're uh one of the top djs here in the province i appreciate that man like you said i've been kind of grinding it out in the local scene for a long time and uh you know myself and a few other djs around um we try to try to make the scene more vibrant and uh, get out there every weekend to play some gigs. Absolutely. Now, um, the first thing I like to ask uh, my guest on the Musical Connections podcast, just how things are in their world. I mean, uh, how are things in the world of Alex Byrne right now? Uh, they're going pretty good, I must say. It's pretty exciting. Um, lately, I've been really kind of putting the work in the studio. Um, I have about three new tracks that are really close to finish and I'm trying to put some final touches on them and working out some details just with labels and such but uh, really excited about the, the music that's going to come out over the next year uh, that's a big one for me um, also like you mentioned I'm up for uh, an East Coast Music Award this year so that's, that's very exciting uh, that's going to be taking place in Halifax, so I'm excited to go go out there. Uh, I'm actually playing a show out there, too, in Halifax for East Coast Music Board. So, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, some exciting stuff going on. And, uh, you know, just usually just doing my thing at the local scene. I'm playing at Confusion Rob Roy usually every weekend and kind of doing my thing there. Yeah, man, just kind of just kind of working away and, and doing my thing. Yeah, that's all really all you can do when you're uh, in the music industry, and um, yeah. it goes not just for you, but for anybody that has uh, been uh, in the music industry for I don't know for the first time or for many years. I want to go back to your early days uh, growing up here. Um, so, what inspired you uh, to uh, pursue music, and uh, in particular, why uh, EDM? Wow, that's. Uh... That might be a bit of a long-winded question, but uh, inspired me with music. I've kind of always loved music in general. Uh, I don't know why it is, but dance music has always kind of stuck with me, even when I was young. Um, you know, like 90s dance music. I used to really love that stuff growing up. Oh, yeah. So it's always, it always kind of stuck with me. Um, you know, as dance music kind of progressed, I guess maybe maybe the mid two thousands where kind of it kind of reached the peak with a lot of these festivals uh, kind of popping off all all around the world. Um, I really got into that scene and like to travel and visit these festivals. Um, so I really like that part of the dance music. But to go back, I guess. And it's insane what kind of got me started. Um, when I was young, I was started off in kind of music lessons. My mom put me in music lessons when I was really young. Um, I played piano, actually, until um, I was about five years old to about 11. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so so I had, I had some music background there, like in terms of theory and, and piano and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I also was in the school band, <laughs> so I was a bangie. But uh, <laughs> I played I played percussion. 
that kind of rhyme. You kind of get an idea where the where the dance music comes from. Oh yeah, because I really love percussion, and you, you know the roots of dance music is a lot of percussion instruments and that and beats and whatnot. Yeah, all about that, those uh, big drops. Yeah, yeah, it's all about those big drops. So I really love percussion and piano. And then when I, you know, as soon as I got around 19 years old, you know, I really, I started to go downtown and really just thought, like, you know, DJing looked so fun. Um, you know, it, it looked like something I'd probably be good at since I did have a bit of music background. And that's where it all started, you know. I just picked up my first cheap DJ controller. I think I got it for Christmas when I was, like, 20 years old. And... um yeah, I just started practicing. And yeah, I guess I started DJing before I, I started really producing music. But uh, I started DJing and I was probably DJing about seven or eight years uh, locally and around the province. Uh, and then I, I finally picked up producing kind of at that halfway point, I guess, and mm-hmm. started pro- producing dance music. Um you know, it's not easy, but <laughs> it took me a few years to get good at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. But now I've been producing probably, yeah, probably seven years now, maybe. I don't really know exactly, but yeah. So that's kind of the whole broad picture of it all and kind of where I am today. That's wonderful, man. Now, of course, you mentioned 90s dance music, and of course, the 90s yeah. were really hot for that time. For uh, Oh, yeah. Like, 90s dance music was the thing. And when people, you know, talk about dance music, it's like, oh, uh, dance music's so hot these days. I'm just like, you haven't yeah. heard dance music unless you uh, were growing up in the 90s. I mean, you had, like, the Venga Boys. You had Hadaway, CNC Music Factory, Daft Punk. Of course, Daft Punk is really one of the best uh, EDM acts anywhere, really, uh, in the 21st century. One of the most successful ones in the 21st century. Um, are yeah. those, like, yeah. those bands I just mentioned there, were those, like, some of your influences uh, for uh, dance music? Oh, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, like you said, Daft Punk, you know, one of the biggest kind of dance music acts ever. You know, they they were a big uh, a big influence for me and their album. Um, but, yeah, 90s, 90s dance music. And actually, it seems like some of the music today kind of has a lot of that influence. Like, I hear a lot of that 90s style. It seems like it's kind of coming back. Mm-hmm. With those 90s piano riffs and, and uh, that style, I really love it. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, um, Beyonce released an album this past year, uh, Renaissance, which is heavily influenced on that 90s sound. And uh, you're definitely right. It's definitely making a comeback. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, like a more upbeat, faster, uh, faster style of dance music with a little bit of one thing that comes to my mind is like a really, really hot female vocal <laughs> on top. <laughs> oh, you know? yes. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. When yeah. you consider like Rhythm of the Night, Everybody Dance Now, I mean, those are some of like the best female vocal takes uh, in music ever, yeah, really. Yeah. Even some of my stuff, like I really love female vocals personally, and I really love how it kind of matches with dance music. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's definitely an influence for sure. Absolutely. Now, um, you got your first uh, DJ uh, mix mixer tape, uh, like DJ console, uh, at twenty years old. Uh, I want to go back to uh, when you had your very first gig. Uh, what was that like? 
Wow. I, my very first gig, um, so I guess the very first gig I ever done was, I'm actually from Torbay area. Just oh, wow. Close to yeah, yeah. So my very first gig I ever done, I, uh, I, rent, I rented out a hall, a local hall here in Torbay, and I sold tickets and called it a black and white party. And I was only like 19, 20 years old. Oh, wow. And sold the tickets, and we rented out that hall, and and man, it was a bit crazy that night. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we were all young. Some people may have been a bit underage at the time, but that was the very first uh, first gig I ever done. And at the time, that was a really big deal for me. But uh, yeah, so I think there was might have been you know fifty or sixty people come, but that was the first one I ever done. Um, fast forward a little bit from there, just practicing at home and stuff. And I think my first gig downtown, uh, was a bar called Lost 709. Okay. Uh, this guy might date me a bit, but that is not, it's not, it's not on the go anymore. But that was my first downtown gig I ever played. Uh, yeah. And a nice man named Seamus. Uh, he was the manager there. He gave me my first crack at playing downtown, so I won't forget that one either. Wow, that that is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. And I wonder what that bar you said uh, Lost or Lottie's Seven Hundred Nine. It was it was Lost Seven Hundred Nine. Oh, Lost. I think, yeah, I think I can't remember the name of the bar. It's basically right on the bottom of. Uh, it's not far from the bottom of Bates Hill. I can't remember what's there now, actually. I think it's like a pub. I can't remember the name on it. But, uh, yeah, it's rebranded a new bar right now. So, so the old Law 709 isn't really there anymore. But, yeah, yeah, my very first gig. Wow, that is pretty insane, my friend. Now, um, <laughs> let's continue on here. Um, you've had some residencies uh, throughout your career here so far. And um, one of those ones, of course, you mentioned was Rob Roy and Confusion, which has really become uh, one of your uh, clubs to perform in. Uh, but what are some yep. of the other residencies that you've had over the course of your career? And uh, uh, what are some of your favorite residencies you've ever had? Yeah, man, I've had a few. Um, like you said, uh, I've been playing at Confusion Rob Roy now for over 10 years. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a long time. And I just give... give uh, Hilda Coffee, the manager of Confusion Props, he's he's really kept that bar consistent over the years. Like even today, you know, it's always jam packed on the weekends. So yeah, I've been playing there uh, for a long time. Before there, um, I used to play at a bar called Club V. This was on George Street. Um, yeah, so that was I played there for a few years. That was a really cool bar. I really like that one. You see, actually have a glass floor on the upstairs. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that was that was a cool bar. Yeah, yeah. So I had a residency there. Um, I also used to play at Sunday occasionally when when I first started out. Um, I don't know if people remember the three for five days back at the Sunday. Oh, but, um, growing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I didn't go down to the bars that time, but I remember. Um, yeah. You know, going through high school. Um, especially you know when <laughs> a lot of the people that were going to my school at the time 
were, you know, getting fake IDs to go to do that uh, three for five special. And I believe yeah, Sundance so. is probably where they all went to, or maybe Rob Roy and Confusion. But um, yeah, I believe yeah, the they both now, used to have that. Yeah, I believe yeah. the Sundance now is being turned into a, a craft brewery or something. But um, anyways, yeah. go back to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Sundance. Um, yeah, I used to play there occasionally um, with with some of my DJ buddies, but that that was always a good good gig too. Uh, Thursdays three for five with good times there but uh yeah I played at a lot of different bars like you know I played in Ducks from time to time but mostly kind of my homestead I would say definitely Confusion Rob Roy and I'm still playing there today obviously yeah wonderful now um of course uh early on in your career you did a DJ at some uh, festivals, and uh, one of the ones that uh, I found uh, when uh, you know researching for this interview was uh, the Crossroads Festival in Gander. Um, what are some other festivals that you've played at over the course of your career? Yeah, I, I played. Uh, you know, there there was a few EDM festivals kind of come come here in Newfoundland over the years. Um, Crossroads Music Festival was one of them in Gander. Um, actually, my friend DJ Two J's. Joshua John, he's actually a really established DJ from the Cornerbrook area. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good guy. He uh, he started that festival with one of his friends, um, and they they had the whole set up with the stage and and all that in, in the stadium. That was that was really cool. Yeah, that was a cool festival for sure. Nice. Um, another festival was uh, Random Sound Music Festival. Uh, that one was actually. Uh, in Clarenville. Uh, I played that one. That one was really cool because I believe that year they had, I think Little John played that on that festival. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had some other, like another uh, DJ duo, Dub. They're from <laughs> Toronto. They're actually really big. Uh, That's fine. Had them play that year. But yeah, that, that was really cool. Good chance to play that festival. Um, I also played a uh, Halloween festival here at Jack Burn Arena in Torbay. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so they're kind of the arenas that I've played kind of around Newfoundland. Yeah, fun times for sure. Wow, that is pretty cool. And uh, I found <laughs> that's really awesome that little John came <laughs> here to Newfoundland. I think uh, yeah. when the Salmon Festival used to bring like uh, all these big name acts, like, uh, you know, uh, I forget who came. Jeez, like that's like 10 years ago now, which honestly, yeah. after coming off yeah. three years of the pandemic, it seems like a blur to me. <laughs> but um, the fact that little John came here to Newfoundland is a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, no, it was pretty unique for sure for for a big name to come for for a festival like that in Newfoundland. Yeah, did you meet Little yeah. John? Ah, uh, I didn't meet Little John. No, I think he kind of uh. kept himself in his own trailer, but uh, <laughs> pretty cool nonetheless. Absolutely, and just to be on the same bill as him is a huge deal for you. Yeah, sure. Now, a couple of DJs that have really given you some love, though, are uh, two of the biggest DJs on the planet, that being Afrojack and Tiesto. Now, uh, you were featured on Afrojack's Jacked Radio in 2018, and you also had your songs featured on Tiesto's programs uh, in the past. Uh, how does yep. it feel to uh, get uh, recognition from you know DJs that have really sell out arenas and stadiums worldwide uh, for years and years now? Like, How does it feel to get uh, reception from them? Yeah, man, like you said, it feels really special, honestly. Um, 
you know, uh, I think the first big radio uh, station was when Tiesto played one of my songs. And, and that kind of flipped the switch in me to really kind of work hard at my production and kind of, you know, put the pedal down and try to get some more tracks out because, you know, he, he Tiesto is probably, you could say that he's probably, you know, the most, the most recognized and probably the biggest DJ in the world. Um, so him to select one of my tracks on his radio show was, was a really big deal for me. Um, Afrojack also is another big name, obviously, if you're into that electronic dance music world. Um, you know, he played it on his radio station. I also had some plays on some other uh, DJs. Uh, Dimitri Vegas and like Mike is another one, another big DJ, uh, WNW. Yeah, so if you're in that scene of uh, electronic dance, there's some of the bigger names. So it was very, uh, it was very cool to be recognized and have my music shown on those stations for sure. Yeah, yeah, like a like a you know young uh, up and comer from Tor Bay get this music <laughs> featured by Afrojack and Tiesto. I mean, small world, huh? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, what is it about DJing and really producing uh, electronic dance music that makes you want to continue doing it? Well, you could definitely say it's a passion, no doubt about that. Um, you know, uh, the DJ spectrum, it, uh, obviously, I, I still find it really fun to this day. You know, just playing music in front of a crowd and, and having that kind of energy on your fingertips, if you want to, if you call it that. Um, you know, just being able to kind of, to kind of move the crowd and get the energy off and kind of feel it out. I really love that aspect of DJing. And it, to me, it never gets old. <laughs> Some people think like, geez, man, you've been doing this for so long, you know, but I really never get sick of it. And um, in terms of the production piece, it's really something that I just kind of just love it at this point. Yeah, it's just another passion of mine. And, um, you know, just music in general for me is just something I don't think I'll ever just quit or, or give up on, that's for sure. That's awesome, man. Now, uh, of course, uh, you are a two-time MusicNL Award winner for the uh, Electronic Artist of the Year. You won uh, in 2020, in 2020, I should say. I was going to say 2021, but you uh, you didn't win that year. I believe Virginia Fudge won that year. But um, 2020 yep. is when you first won uh, Electronic Artist of the Year, and uh, most recently yep. in Cornerbrook, you won Electronic Artist of the Year as well. So how does it feel to be uh, recognized for your work uh, by Music NL? No, it's great, for sure, yeah. Like, uh, you know, obviously, when you think of music in Newfoundland, a lot of people probably don't think of electronic music. But, you know, there is, there is a scene here. And, um, you know, just to get recognized by your peers and a lot of the in industry here in Newfoundland is a big deal. And there's lots of talented people uh, that were nominated for music and else. So just just being up in that category is just really exciting and grateful. Yeah, for sure. Now, of course, uh, I do recognize your name uh, just from the amount of music that you've put out. And uh, just tell me a little bit more about the scene here uh, in Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, is the scene big? Is it small? Um, elaborate more about the uh, electronic dance music scene here. Yeah, man, there's, there's definitely a dance music scene here. Like, you know, in terms of, you know, clubs, uh, nightclubs, 
you'll you'll always hear electronic music. Um, and for me personally, I feel like electronic music is, is kind of just mainstream now, just in even in radio song music and whatnot. So a lot of these big hits that people want you to play is really kind of a match of electronic music and pop now. But but other than that, like in terms of the scene, uh, in terms of like parties and you know uh, you know events and stuff like that, there's there's still a lot of that going on. Um, you know, they're, uh, Shauna Kingpin, I'm not sure if you know if she is, but she, uh, she holds a lot of, uh, underground parties and whatnot for electronic music and, and they always sell out. Uh, she has really good, uh, really good crowds. There's a lot of her events. Um, uh, anytime there's a DJ to come here, like usually it's, it's completely filled. I know, um, Loud Luxury, uh, DJ duo from uh, Toronto. They actually came here, I believe it was June. Yeah, June 30th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this past uh, June. And they played on the uh, the main stage down there in Third Street. And yeah, it was, it was filled. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, in terms of electronic music, like, I really think people love it here. Um, yeah. So I, I really kind of vouch for promoting it and, and more more events and festivals and things of that nature for people to enjoy for sure. I also got to give a shout out here to uh, a fellow Snow, no relation to this, uh, Carter Snow, who goes by Carter Music. Yeah. And I believe he yeah. opened up for Loud Luxury as well. I mean, just to have like, people like yourself and Carter um, really representing the scene uh, very strongly here, it's great to see. Yes, yeah, yeah. Me and Carter go way back when, when I first started DJing. Carter was kind of in the same same uh, position, but uh, yeah, he's he's a really good guy. Me and me and him go way back. He's actually um, for the ECMAs. I think he's heading out this year, so uh, I think me and him are actually playing in a club out there the same night. So uh, oh wow, we're, yeah, we're gonna roll some shoulders up there uh, when we get back when we go to the ECMAs this year. That's wonderful, man. Now, um, on yeah. the note of ECMAs, how does it feel to be up for Electronic Arts of the Year uh, for the East Coast Music Awards this year? Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, you know, East Coast Music Awards is, is, is a very tough competition, I, I would say. Um, like, the electronic category is very tough. Like, there's some really some big-name artists that I look up to and uh, really have a great deal of respect for. So... Um, just being up in the same category as these guys is really, you know, I'm really grateful for that. Um, yeah, like there's some guys, uh, Pinion and Loeb, they're from Halifax. They're really, they're a big name group. They're uh, nominated in the same category as me. And, um, yeah, like Corey LaRue, he's another guy. Uh, he was actually the producer for Neon Dream. Oh, Wow. Yeah, he does a lot of production work for like VMA, Neon Dreams, and a lot of these other uh, Atlantic Canadian and Canadian uh, artists. And uh, yeah, a couple other guys, Cloverdale. He's actually killing it right now. This Cloverdale character, I've only heard of him lately, but he's he's a uh, he's turned into a big time DJ. He's like touring all over all over the states and all over Canada. Yeah, and I think. The last one, 
was Bishu. He's another really talented producer. So, yeah, I actually know who all those guys are pretty well. So <laughs> it's very, it's very exciting to be in the same category with these guys for sure. And uh, a correction on my part: it is Dance Recording of the Year that you're up for. Electronic yeah. Recording of the Year. Yeah. One of Newfoundland Labrador's uh, nominees is uh, it could be Frankie as uh, Adina, but luckily, funnily enough, she's going to be one of the guests on the Musical Connections podcast in the next couple of weeks. So uh, shout out to her, and of course, shout out to all the nominees from this province as well. I mean, fifty eight this year, it's it's amazing to see. Wow, yeah, that's a lot for sure. Well, is that is that more than some of my previous years or? Yeah, um, seems like a lot. I can recall, like, uh, I think a couple of years ago, I think it was like 2020 or something, that we only had yeah. like 38 nominations, and this year, now okay. that go to 58, it goes yeah. to show how much work that uh, Music and L has put in to our scene here to really get our music noticed on a on a Atlantic scale and on a more like national scale as well. Oh, for sure, yeah, man. Like I've seen even the past like five years or so, a lot of like artists kind of coming up through the ranks, and it's really really cool to see. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, they just, uh, you know, announced a new vision. Music cultivated at home and celebrated everywhere. I mean, we have some great music that's cultivated here. And uh, it's really being celebrated everywhere. And um, no better yeah. uh, vision to have than that one right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, you are going to the ECMEs yourself. And, I, I, of course, you mentioned uh, Carter Snow and uh, Carter Music yeah. uh, uh, as he uh, goes by uh, on stage. Uh Tell me a little bit more about your plans for the East Coast Music Awards and what you plan to do up there. Yeah, man. I, I really love kind of East Coast Music Awards and just traveling up there. Uh, it's going to be a really fun weekend. Um, it's in Halifax this year, like I said. So, you know, it's a really fun city. I really love Halifax. Um, so, yeah, we're going to head up there uh thursday and i think the award show is thursday night and that's in the uh in the stadium there in halifax can't remember the name of the stadium offhand, but it's a pretty big venue pretty exciting to see so i think there's you know i think classifieds performing some other really cool artists that i really look forward to seeing perform there at the award show um and then yeah there's some uh meetings other conferences that you can take part in throughout the whole weekend and then saturday night is actually i'm playing at um, a bar called level eight nightclub so that's where myself and carter are playing and uh, a couple other people are also playing that night uh saturday night so that's for the, the dance uh dance music showcase there at level eight nightclub and yeah and i think my award is going to be given up Sunday at another gala. Okay. So look forward to that as well. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just really just looking forward to having some fun up there, rubbing shoulders with a lot of music industry and hopefully make some connections and just have some fun. Absolutely. Now, um, what else is next for you uh, in, the, in, the, in the months ahead uh, there, Alex? Yeah, man, I, I've been uh, I've been really grinding out and out in the studio as of late. Um, for me personally, I feel like my production's really come to a point now where I'm kind of I'm really proud of it. Uh, it kind of took a, a while to get there, but I have uh, I have a slew of new music coming out this year. Um, it's not going to be an album. I plan to release either singles 
uh, just kind of dispersed throughout the year. I feel like that works good for dance music style, style tracks and streaming services and whatnot. So I have a, I have three songs just about finished right now and a couple more in the works. So big one for me this year is music, music, music. I'm really hoping to, to release a lot this year. And uh, yeah. Well, I'm super excited to see what you have in store over the next uh, couple of months, Alex. It's been a pleasure to yep. talk to you on the Musical Connections podcast. This certainly won't be your last time. I can guarantee you that. You have a wonderful day, and um, all the best to you in Halifax in May. All right, Zach. I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to Alex Byrne for joining me on the Musical Connections podcast. What a great conversation we had. And right now, here's a song that he released a couple of months ago. Here's In My Head on the Musical Connections podcast.
Well, that is going to wrap up episode 18 of Musical Connections. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's program. And a big thank you to Alex Byrne for joining me as my guest this week. And coming up, we have two great guests over the next two weeks. Next week's episode will be featuring Danielle Hamel. She's also known by her stage name for a solo project, It Could Be Frankie, as well as one half of Land of the Lakes. So that'll be next week's episode. And the week after that, on April 11th, we'll be talking with founder of the Kubasonics, Brian Cherwick. We talk about everything when it comes to the formation of the Kubasonics, to their move here to St. John's, as well as their thoughts on the ongoing war between Russia and Ukraine, as well as their music and especially their most recent album, Koopa Songs, which is up for two East Coast Musical Awards. Once again, if you want to be a guest or have any new music for newfound releases, you can email me, musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com. And new episodes drop every Tuesday at 12 noon on your favorite podcasting services. And make sure to like and subscribe to those services, whether it be Apple or Spotify, and leave a comment there while you're at it, because it helps out the show a lot. That's going to do it for episode 18 of Musical Connections. Thank you for connecting. I've been your host, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another. And until next time, safe home.